This is Afterbirth, the fourth and more postpartum support group brought to you by Preggers Can Be Choosers. In this podcast, we offer peer-to-peer support, not paid psychotherapy. We try to offer support and personal experiences over solutions. If you find yourself in need of more support, the Postpartum Support International or PSI Warm Line is 1-800-944-4773. You can also send a text message to 503-894-9453. English and Spanish options are available. If you'd like to join our conversation live, we meet every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Central Time. Need a reminder? You can sign up for text alerts at www.preggers.rock. Lastly, if you find this podcast helpful, please consider sponsoring this group for 99 cents a month. And don't forget to share this podcast with friends and family who may find it helpful too. You can find us wherever you get your podcasts. Hey everybody, my name is Rowan Two Sisters and I wanna welcome you to the Afterbirth uh, Fourth Trimester and More Support Group. We're here recording this on April 28, 2020. And we're navigating feelings, emotions, all things parenting and not parenting here in our afterbirth group during a pandemic. Um, today, I am supported by my sister, Dr. Blythe, two sisters, and also Mary Bratcher, who the three of us together are Preggers Can Be Choosers. Dr. Blythe is our mental health advisor. Mary is our assistant and our go-to person and a marvelous, marvelous body worker, and she's super funny. And also, they are um, a student midwife. So all those good things there. And I'm a licensed midwife, I'm a CPM here in Houston, and uh, we all work out of the North Houston Birth Center. So that's what's going on. And this is our weekly support group that we've been doing, I think, almost three years. And you can find back episodes on wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts under Preggers Can Be Choosers. Okay. And uh, let's see what's going on with me. Well, I got some puffy ass eyes. I'm having a histamine reaction to everything. Would you like some air? Sure. Have a histamine reaction. So uh, I'm not pretty for you guys, but this is me right now. Hope you can still love me. Okay. <clears throat> and everything is, other than that, I'm doing pretty well. What's up, guys? I am uh, Adila Yelton, and I am a birth doula here in Houston, also a mother of three, soon to be four. I'm in my last trimester. Um, what is new here? I've had a lot of stuff happening with my cat uh from last week if you guys remember I went to see another vet and the vet told me to put this cat down which really sucked to hear um but my husband and I talked about it and we don't think he's in pain or he's like coming out and purring and like hanging out with us so we've decided to just keep on syringe feeding him until something bad happens or maybe he gets better I don't know um so we shall see. Time will tell. Um, I feel kind of bad though because I also feel like I'm on like a time crunch with him because I read a lot online and a lot of people said that cats with like liver failure or fatty liver disease take about like two to three months to heal. And I'm like, okay, I can do this, but I'm going to give birth in like two months, two to three months. So I can't do it when I have a newborn. It's going to be tough to feed a cat five times a day and a newborn, and take care of three kids, other children, so, um, but my husband's, like, helping, but, you know, he's, this is, like, his first pet ever, so (laughs) he's not that great at it, but he's learning, and 
and uh, he's on Kibu's side. And so we're hoping he makes it through because I just, yeah, I, I would hate to have that conversation with our kids, you know. I know Tiffany, you've already gone through it, but it just sucks. So anyways, that's what's new though. He's, he's doing all right and uh, we're hanging in there. Hey, I'm Caitlin. I've got a five-year-old and two-year-old. We are doing okay. Um, we just keep having like house issues, like pile on top. Um, we had a lawnmower rock break one of our back doors. Um, thankfully, it didn't like go through both panes, but it's still a door that's broken. Uh, this weekend, my husband accidentally broke our shower glass door. Um, my son cut himself on a broken glass tabletop that he broke. So we're having a lot of fun with uh, broken glass. And then this morning, my fridge uh, water um, hose thing started leaking for the ice maker. So it's just like thing after thing after thing right now. And it kind of blows um, because it's all just like $70 here, $200 there, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, so like it's not, it's not the end of the world, but it's just annoying and that's where we're at so that's me hey i'm tiffany um mom of two girls five and four um i live in baltimore maryland um we just found out through lily's teacher that instead of weekly meetings we're having daily meetings um she's getting a tablet from school to be able to do work on a more regular basis. And as of right now, schools are closed until May 15th. So I don't know if this means that we're getting more school and more meetings because this is what the end of the year is gonna look like, or if it, if it means because school's opening soon. So we still don't know if we're gonna be finishing the year or not. Um, Lily is already like, ahead she was already ahead with her class so i'm not necessarily worried about like the content that she's learning but she's not spending enough time doing work and she gets frustrated and then the backlash comes on to mom and dad so the past couple of days it's felt like the two kids against mom or the two kids against dad and there's just not enough nice days for us to go outside. There's not enough stuff for them to do. I'm trying to like pack their things because we're moving into a house at the end of the month. So I'm trying to like put stuff away, but they're like driving us nuts and just like being blatantly rude and not following like the family rules. So it's been quite an ordeal the past few days. Um, they both, dad took the two of them outside and I guess like just on a car ride. And then he tried to like pawn Willow off onto me. Oh, maybe you can just go with mom. And I was like, no, this is my hour. If you're coming inside, you're going to be by yourself because I'm closing the door to my bedroom and you're not infringing on this. Um, so yeah. Hey, what's up? I'm Dr. B. I am a part of Partners Can Be Choosers, and I am our mental health director and all the things. Um, 
you know, like this is a terrible time for stuff to be happening to our house. Um, we keep blowing fuses in our house and like Rowan's air conditioner doesn't work out in the airstream. <laughs> and um, last night we blew another fuse. Um, we rent. So I'm like, oh, you already have like the old orange um, extension cord running across the living room. Um, and I live in a pretty nice house, so it's kind of strange to feel like I'm still in college and have 10 cents to scrounge out of the couch cushions, but I don't want people to come over. So not only is shit breaking for people, but then you have to call someone and have them come over and then come in your house. And then I have to deal with the anxiety of watching everything they've touched and their feet and oh my God. So it's a lot, like it's not, everything has a thought process that we have to think through, right? Or I do. Um, and I think that's really exhausting. I think it's taking our, its toll on me. So I just want to say that I see y'all. Hey, I'm Bev. Um, I have four kids. I'm about almost seven months postpartum. And I've kind of felt like this whole thing has been just like, like I went straight from being very newly postpartum to dealing with a pandemic. And it's just been really shitty. Um, but so my, I told you all last week, my five-year-old son was tested for coronavirus and he came back positive, um, which I found out on Sunday. And, um, but he's, he's been fine. Like he was sick for like two days and it really wasn't that bad, but finding out it was a positive was just, um, a whole lot of anxiety came and flooded the household I guess and then I woke up this morning really not feeling well and my my neck and my back are like super tight and my throat hurts and I have a headache and um I'm just feeling really frustrated right now I opened my email this morning and like every one of my kids teachers has emailed me like hey, they're not doing their schoolwork. And um, I emailed back one of them so far this morning and just said, you know, we have fucking coronavirus over here. Like, let me know what I need to do to excuse them for a while because I'm doing my best and that's not including schoolwork. Like, we're just not doing it right now. Um, so I have two more teachers to email and just let them know what's going on because... I don't know how this all is going to work with school and just not doing it, but I'm, I'm not doing it right now. So, um, also I had no idea what all went into, like when you, when someone in your family gets tested and comes up positive, like there's a lot that goes into it. Um, like as far as uh, I'm getting, I'm waiting for to get contacted by a health worker or something from the CDC. Um, and then they have to let me know if our whole family is getting tested and a whole lot goes into that. And um, my boyfriend's work is kind of giving him a hard time with like you need to prove that this person has coronavirus and it's just like it's been a big mess and a lot of anxiety and um dealing with all that shit on top of you know actually feeling like shit and having a kid that doesn't feel well and 
and just the anxiety of it all it's been I feel really like I'm about to just crumble so um I'm here today you know I just y'all are very comfortable for me and so I'm glad to be here and be able to just see y'all and talk to y'all um I might fall asleep later on in the meeting but I love y'all and that might be everything I say today, but thank you for just everyone being here. Hey, y'all. We're going to take a quick break, and then we're going to get right back to it. Getting back to our real talk after birth style. So, Mary or Taryn, either one of you guys, please. Awesome. Um, I'm Mary, and uh, I'm a perinatal body worker with Pregnancy Me Choosers and a student midwife. And um, sorry, I, I'm not really sure how everything goes because I'm not here very often, but it's a pleasure to be here today. And um, yeah, I just I like having this camaraderie and being able to support each other. Um, even though we can't be physically together. So I'll let the next person go. Okay. Hey, I'm new here. My name is Taryn. I'm uh, 13 weeks today. So uh, feeling really shitty today <laughs> and have thrown up a couple times. So that's why I'm not uh, available to see. My dogs are cuddling all over me. So I'm getting sweet snuggles and that's helping a little bit but nice to meet all of y'all right on thanks karen for joining us today and i don't think maggie's gonna come um she was having some she was trying to get retested this morning and was totally getting the dick around so i just um invited her she's just not up she said for group right now but um I invited her to join us later in the Facebook group and um, Beth, maybe she could, you know, offer some support, support or guidance that way. Um, because she was trying to get retested today and apparently part of it's being privatized or they told her she didn't qualify for retesting and it's just a big pain in the ass. So, um, you know, it's just shenanigans. So, um, so hopefully she'll be available later and I want to honor her space. I'm going to stop texting her because she probably wants to take a break and not uh, you know, the play-by-play, -play, the Howard Cosell, and now in group, we're talking about this to try and pressure her to come. Um, so anyway, um, okay, so it seems like, Bev, like, uh, we could talk about cervical scarring or scar tissue, but we can also talk about um, you and parenting and school and uh, things that are more pertinent and more right now, so I think that's probably the direction we're going to go on in case of, um, unless somebody else has something else that they wanted to say. Oh, but with the breaking everything, like you wanna see Dr. P, Dr. B get cheesed out. Like totally everything Caitlin at our house is breaking. Like, um, you know, let me not say everything cause then the universe will bring that to me. But um, enough things have broken that it's highly irritating. Like, you know, you have to not trip over the extension cord running through the living room and you have to like, it's just all these like kind of, you know, my sister hates this term, workarounds and like the Airstream. I have to see how hot it is at night and see if the dog wants to sleep with me because it's so hot in there. Um, and my brother-in-law wants to stick every fan we own like blowing directly on me in the Airstream. And for my brother-in-law to have an interest in how it is in the Airstream, it's got to be pretty dire, okay? 
So um, it's pretty rough. So Ophelia, and right, and you can't, it, it is kind of like um, bringing up feelings of, of um, not having enough resources because we don't want anybody in our house. So it's back to that, like, how can we just trick this shit up, you know, and tricking shit up is, you know, okay, when you know it's short term or whatever, but also the anxiety level of having somebody come in, like when they came to fix the air conditioner the first time, the guy would come in and pee. And my sister was like, oh, there's a man coming in our house, you know, like, you know, like, <laughs> And did he wash his hands? And did he touch stuff? I'm like, we watched a video the other day where this guy didn't wash his hands. He was peeing against a wall, and they were looking at abandoned malls. And they, he, this guy was peeing against a, ma a wall when somebody like came up and he like shook this guy's hand. And I thought my sister was gonna throw up right in the middle of the living room. So, because I was like, oh, because he shook somebody's hand, and she goes, he was just peeing. And I was like, oh, this is why. Like, I don't care if I don't ever shake another. You know, like when I enter a space, I want the dude to to shake my hand because you know that shows like you know we're at peer level or whatever. No, man, I'm just gonna do a friendly wave. That's it. So anyway, um, a funny handshake story. So the neighbors across the street are like getting they had their house painted, and I was like, you know, we've been thinking about having our home painted for a while now, like for like probably two years. So I was bugging my husband. I was like, just just go over there and get a card or just, you know, ask him for their, in, for like their info. So maybe we can contact them later. And anyways, he did, the guy came, he didn't speak a lick of English. You know, my brother, my, my brother, my husband's trying to, shh, guys, my husband's trying to talk to him in Spanish and everything. And after it all, he like goes to shake his hand and it's like, oh, like, you know, man, I'm trying not to shake hands. Like right now we're trying to get like keep distance. And so they was like, oh, okay, okay. So like fist bump? husband <laughs> was like, okay, okay fist bump. <laughs> Came in like with the hand sanitizer and watching his hands scrubbing. I was like, oh, honey, <laughs> he just didn't understand. You know, it's okay. It's, just wash your hands. <laughs> Speaking to the people like wanting to not have a bunch of people in your house. Uh, my sister-in-law is finally moving out of my house uh, two years later. Um, which we're really excited for her, but we're also like really sad because I have a two-year-old, so he has pretty much not known anything different. Um, she has not been here for the last like three, almost four months. Um, so it's having a guaranteed like different people, different germs, because she's got to be out of where she's living by next Sunday or by this Sunday. So we are now like forced to have at least two people come in just to move all of their stuff you know so it's just kind of but it, I will say that having someone that we know and love come over even if it's um it did us a lot of good yesterday um because she came and started packing and oh my god did it do us some good so um Anyway, like, I, I have a lot of mixed feelings about it, because I'm really happy that, like, my kids got to see her, and they missed her, and my five-year-old looked at me and goes, Mommy, I thought she was never coming back, and that, like, broke my heart, because um, they love her so much, and it's, it's like, they just, it's, it brought into perspective what my kids are going through, that they think this is forever, because it's just, they don't understand how long, none of us understand how long it's gonna last, but to them, it feels so much longer than two months. It feels like forever. Yeah. So anyway, lots of mixed feelings on people in and out, necessary, unnecessary, et cetera.
Yeah, it really kind of um, sucks right now because it's the month of Ramadan for us. And so, of course, during the month of Ramadan, there's a lot of like social interaction, a lot of family gathering, dinners, um, nightly prayers that happen with the community, things like that. And so we're not doing that. My husband's like, I'm really feeling it now, like this whole coronavirus thing. And he was like, maybe we can invite our friends and we could do it in the backyard and we can have like everyone have separate tables and like chairs. <laughs> I was like, oh, honey, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I feel for you, but um, yeah, it's definitely and um and like I feel bad for my dad too like there's a lot of stress that he's dealing with that's kind of coming back on me just because you know as a daughter you care about your father and you want the best for him but he's uh he's in charge of the the masjid on the north side and so so many people are constantly emailing it and questioning like when does the masjid open like can we go back like you know oh the governor said this this and this and like can we get back into the mosque and pray and, da, 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 da. and so you know, of course, my dad's like, no, we're not doing that. And everyone's hating on him about it. And it's like, you know, that's like that leader status, I guess you just, yeah, please everybody. I mean, so it just sucks. Ramadan is different. On a different note also, sorry if I'm talking too much. Um, I'm starting to see the effects of um, the healthcare system not being able to take care of other things. Um, a lot of you know I don't talk to my dad. Um, my brother does. I found out that he, well, he's a diabetic, and I found out he um, got another infection, and they gave him antibiotics, which took him forever to get, and they keep doing telemedicine and everything with him, and then he said that the antibiotics weren't working. It took them, like, two weeks before he was, like, he forced them to do an x-ray, and the infection got so bad it went to his bone which means that he's going to minimally lose a, a toe. And because they couldn't see him until at least this Monday, he could potentially lose his foot because the infection is spreading simply because he could not get a freaking appointment. And so I'm just starting to see like, you know, the impacts of not just COVID, but like across the board and across the system. And it's, um, it's hard because I don't talk to him and like, I have a lot of feelings around that, but it's, um, it still just, I don't know, hits home because it's, you know, fewer degrees of separation, right? And it's, yeah, it's just everything's super complicated. With having all of these um, stresses of almost like parents against kids, um, I've been thinking about um, our neighbor. She's a single mom and um, her daughter is in Lily's grade. She's at the bus stop and we, they, they are the last people that we saw before we went into like hard quarantine. Um, and this was five weeks ago. Um, and I have been thinking about like potentially asking her, you know, how, who have you been in contact with? How often are you going out? just to potentially have another adult around and to have another playmate for Lily and Willow, but just hearing how difficult of a time that Bev is having and thinking about the healthcare system under so much stress that like my parenting stress 
is not worth all of this extra healthcare stress, health, you know, bringing in a whole nother body that even if she does tell me everything to the best of her knowledge, maybe she forgot, oh, I, you know, I saw my aunt two days ago and I forgot to tell you that, or, you know, it's, I thought about asking y'all, like, what do you think? But just hearing everyone's experience and hearing what everyone else is going through, that it's really not worth it. I think it's different for everyone. Like, to be honest, I've, so I've been seeing my parents. I've been seeing my folks and I really haven't told anybody. And I think it's the first time I'm telling you guys just because I'm scared of judgment. And of people judging me, like, you shouldn't even be doing that. Like, what are you doing? Um, and, you know, my husband and I are comfortable enough to see my parents. And we know that my parents are not seeing other people. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, Bev, like, I can't even imagine, like, what it's like right now. And, and what's weird, too, though, is that... I think I remember you, I, I told you guys, like, all my kids, like, got sick at one point, like, one week, it was one kid, the next week was another kid, and then they all had fevers, they all had the same thing, and then I got sick, and it, I'm base, I was basically where you were, bad. like, like, my back was stiff, my neck was stiff, everything hurt, I had a, a massive headache, um, and then, like, after the fever went away, after two days, I had, like, a sore throat, but, like, no coughing, it was just, like, phlegm, like, um and so you know I, I it's always like that back of your head wondering what was that um but yeah it's definitely one of those things where you have to kind of weigh your the, the pros and cons of your own you know sanity right I find sanity with my parents and relief with them um Tiffany and and so um with my parenting right that's where I find my relief is through my folks with my kids and so I have to have that like just to make it through these months um and so yeah I think you know you thinking that you talking to about it out loud might help you decide um talking about it with your husband talking about it just to get it off your chest I think is is helpful you know and I think it's also okay for us to think about that um you know think about I want human contact and for my kids to play with other children yeah I would love it if they could have their own separate time because I think what is becoming a problem is that they're together all the time. And Lily is like reverting back to more like babyish play. Whereas when Lily was in school, she would come home and she would be showing Willow like more like older kids stuff. Um, so there's a lot of like screaming and it's like the pretend play is getting so serious for them that it's becoming a problem and then it overflows onto me and Barry. Um, another thing that's kind of been a problem is he downloaded a whole bunch of like Nintendo games to his computer and he spent four hours yesterday playing Nintendo, playing Zelda. And at first it was fine because the girls were watching, but they can only watch him play video games for so long and it was like um you know come back to reality like hello 
I, I could not believe it. <laughs> I could not believe it. And I had to tell him, like, you need to stop because they need to go to bed. It's time for bed. Turn that off. And he was, like, almost offended. I was like, no, you have nothing to get upset about. Lay it down, Tiffany. So, um... I don't, I don't think anyone should feel guilty about, you know, weighing options in their mind and considering, you know, like seeing certain people at a safe distance at all and all that, because the, I don't know how to word this, but like the emotional and mental like drainage that comes along with like isolation is just crippling sometimes. Um, and everyone knows, you know, the risks and you just have to like weigh it out in your head. But I, I will say that I think I mentioned to y'all, I think it was a few weeks ago that we saw my parents and we went over and their, we went to their backyard and we didn't touch anyone. We stayed at least six feet apart the whole time and the kids ran around and played and we were very, very careful. But, um, it has been in the back of my mind, like, is that where we picked it up from or did we maybe give it to them or and I'm just like thinking about what could have happened if you know I gave it to one of my parents who aren't in the best of health and um then would that have been worth it no and you know it's just a lot of um <clears throat> feeling regretful and resentful at the same time and just uh, so many emotions come up when you find out you know someone in your house has the positive somewhere somehow we went wrong um and i i am pretty sure that we it it came into the house because um my boyfriend and my ex-husband the father of my first three kids are both essential workers and they they deal with people on a daily basis. Um, so I'm pretty confident that that's where we got it from, but it's just like, you know, we, we have done things a few times that maybe I'm looking back and thinking we should, we shouldn't have done that, but, um, I can't, you know, sit here and live in that, that dark place for, for too long, but it is something to consider you know, I'm not saying like, think, oh, dwell on the worst situation that could possibly happen because that's just anxiety. But, but think about that, you know, just like what would happen if, how would you feel if you gave this to somebody and, and they turned out to not, not uh, handle it as well as, as you did or, or whatever. But I totally understand the going back and forth and thinking about seeing people or it's hard it's so hard to be isolated and it makes it makes you think things that you know you might not have thought before but I also wanted to say I remember Rowan saying when this first started happening like before the first cases in Houston showed up I remember Rowan saying that her number one fear was the healthcare system getting overwhelmed and not being able to treat people that had nothing to do with COVID basically. 
Um, and I remember thinking, well, I can see that happening, but I don't feel like that's going to happen. And then that's exactly what ended up fucking happening. And it's just absolutely crazy. Like I'm, there's, there's a lot of people who are affected with certain issues that aren't COVID related that can't get help because of what's going on. And it's just, I don't know. It's very, this whole thing has just been so eye opening and, um, so much anxiety and it's, it's shitty. Anyways, I'm, I'm just sorry for everyone who's like, I feel like everyone's going through it in one way or another and it's, it's shitty for everyone. I just want it to be over. Rowan and I were talking, I guess it was probably Saturday or Sunday. I had therapy. I have therapy on Saturdays because the therapist sees a therapist. Hello. Um, and I was talking to my therapist, if my mom had been alive, like what would we have done? Cause she lived alone. And the best thing that she could do with her immune system is live alone. But then how would I know if she died? This is gonna make me cry y'all. Cause I didn't know when she died because she lived alone and she wasn't sick, right? So um, like, how do you help people who are at risk, but also need help? Um, and just kind of thinking like, what would I have done? Would I have gone and stayed down there? Um, but then I would have been bringing germs to her. So it's like, there's no way to win. And our risk um, assessment is just constant, which I think is exhausting for our immune system. And I think that's where it's beneficial to have someone to talk to. You know, like Rowan and I like talk about our risk assessment constantly to kind of spread out the burden. And so I'm looking at people here right now in this group and we're talking about it so we can like spread it out instead of like this thought process crushing us is that we can kind of like, okay, you get a little piece, you get a piece, I'll take some of yours. And so we can spread it and then that helps our immune system stay more positive and more up um, to be more on defense mode. So, but it was just interesting thinking about like, what would I have done? Cause my therapist asked me and I was like, oh shit, here come the bucket of tears. So yeah, more thoughts. My brother's going through that exact thing with my dad right now, because on top of everything else, he actually got diagnosed with AFib, um, which is like super scary. So my brother's like, getting a text one at least once a day by a certain time and if he doesn't get that text from my dad then he knows to like call for a welfare check and it's just you know it's an additional thing for my brother to deal with and it sucks it sucks big time um and then speaking of moms I forgot when uh I lost track of the date and totally missed my mom's five-year passing anniversary like, my husband called my sister-in-law the day after and was like, happy birthday. And I, like, flipped my lid because it was the 14th, um, which I actually hosted group that day and didn't know and didn't think about it and all the things. And so then the next day when I missed it, I felt like shit and, like, broke down and lost it. Um, because, I don't know, everything's just having this really weird effect, right, that we are, um, like, ha like, it was both a blessing and a curse to forget that, you know, um, and I don't know, everything's just, it's, everything's just having this chain reaction that I didn't expect. 
in so many different ways and that it's it's a lot of emotional work to try and wade through as you're doing it and yeah it's just a lot of emotional work day in and day out coming from you coming at you from every single front And like we call that the death anniversary for um, Susan, that's our mom's name. And so for the death anniversary, we usually go to Marfa, right? So that's uh, June 29th is Susan's death anniversary. And oh, I forget how many years it'll be, like four years, five years? I think it's four, I don't remember. 2016, so it must be four years. Is that right? I don't know. Um, but like, in my body is this like kind of hidden wave of anxiety and depression that bubbles up right about that time, right? And so, and then Mother's Day, throw that shit in, right, Caitlin? You know, that's always a winner. So um, it's just real intense. And so, so no, we're not gonna be able to go to Marfa right now. So we were like, well, okay, well, how about we pivot and just go down to Crystal Beach or not Crystal Beach, Surfside and be, uh, you know, just, you know, ask my daughter if she wants to come or whatever, but just kind of hang out over, you know, a couple nights in the beach house or whatever, but we can't even plan that, right? So it's this lack of being able to plan your own life. And, you know, financial resource wise, like I'm really just, you know, just scraping by and I'm really grateful that um, I live with a family member that is pulling in the dinero because we didn't qualify for we don't file W-2s, like there's no, you know, and the small business loan bullshit, like that's not gonna happen for us. You know, it happened for Kane's chicken fingers, but not for us, so whatever. Um, so there, like there's a lot of financial um, insecurity that I avoid because I'm already like, you know, living in my sister's backyard in a trailer essentially. So, um, but I also can't, you know, I can't forecast income. I can't forecast what I'm gonna do for my mom's death anniversary. And there's all this unknowingness, right? And my own kid, check this shit out. Um, let me let me tell you another goddamn thing. So my daughter is, um, my youngest daughter is uh, 28. And so she's like, no, I'm social distancing, all this stuff. Yeah, I went horseback riding with 11 people. 11 people. But we didn't touch each other, so it's okay. And I'm like, so everybody has to decide what things they're doing. Oh, and I have been seeing, I'll cop to it. I've been seeing my daughter every like I've seen her two Friday evenings where we don't touch each other, but like there's this thing where if you can't see your kid, it like makes you nuts. I statement, I can't see my kid, it makes me crazy. So um, she's been coming over, but I told her don't come over, we're just gonna Zoom family time because you can't go horseback riding with 11 people and then tell me that you're social distancing, right? So everybody has to like decide what's right for them, but also cop to it too right? Like, and it's that wave thing, right? Like, so I'm only having Rose come over and I'm only going to um, the birth center when I need to, but Rose is only going to horseback riding with 11 people. But it's, you know, like there's that concentric thing. Everybody's got some exception. And at some point, you know, we'll all have exposure to COVID and how our bodies react to it, you know, one way or another. Um, but just trying to manage that. And then even thinking about the reintegration system, what is that going to look like, right? Dr. V and I went to Costco yesterday went pretty well I gotta say but we went there first thing in the morning we had a list we were like you know dodging people we had our masks on we had our thieves lozenge in our mouth you know all our like little rituals that we have to do so and what is that going to look like the next time we want to go to Kroger's or I need a push room like there's nobody's business or I need something from Ikea need air quotes right so just figuring out what that integration piece will look like for us
Um, on a positive note, I know we talked about um, like mom bod or whatever a couple weeks ago, and the girls have been um, wanting to play with the hoops more. So they have been encouraging me to bring my hoops when we go outside. And I've probably hooped about three times in the past week. And just, you know, I've kind of let go of like caring if the neighbors see or if people come up and talk to me, because I think that that's part of the apprehension is just like wanting to hoop for myself and not wanting to be bothered by strangers. And it's almost like I've got so much other stuff <laughs> to deal with that those inhibitions are just like, I don't even care anymore. So um, it's felt good to just like get outside, move my body, play with the hoops, watch them explore. And um, like the next day, like I'll be a little bit sore, but I'll know why. And it almost like feels good. So um, getting outside and even if I'm with them, I make it a point to close my eyes for just a minute so that I can be alone while I'm still with them. And I think that that's been like this thing that I've been wanting and needing is alone time, like literal silence, <laughs> which is very hard to come by. And um, if I'm not making that time for myself, like at 11 o'clock at night, or 6.30 in the morning, then it just doesn't happen. So um, going outside and closing my eyes <laughs> has been my alone time and my solace. Well, Tiff, when you move, you'll have a yard, right? So you can hoop more in your yard and escape out there. And if the kids follow you, fine. But you also, like, it's easier to corral kids if you have a backyard, I think. Yeah, definitely. I'm looking forward to that because I'll be even able to be, you know, by myself inside and just say, go outside <laughs> because it's a fenced in backyard. And, um, we're looking forward to moving. Um, and like you said, the, the death anniversary, my mother's death anniversary is in May. Um, May is like every single year is a shitstorm. It I'm always moving. Mother's Day is in May, death anniversary in May. Um, I have an anniversary with Barry. That's when we first got together was in May. Um, there, I even have a birthday of a friend who just fucking screwed me over and I just can't seem to forget about that. So May is like always a shitstorm, and now we're moving into our first house. We still don't know what school is going to look like. So Lily and Barry are either going to go back to school on the day that we're supposed to be moving or they, they're staying home, which we still don't know. So. Um, I always have to like brace myself May 1st and be like, okay, get ready. See if you can make it to June. Right, see if you can make it to June. 
the mantra. Maybe that's what the name of this episode is. <laughs> See if you can make it to June. What's everybody doing for fitness? Sex. <laughs> you know, I seriously though, like it can be a workout, I swear. Like my thighs start burning and I'm just like, oh, okay, I've done my reps. <laughs> That's that. I started working out like a couple weeks ago and I was not very consistent, but I was like doing okay, better than I was before. And then this all started happening and it just totally went down the drain, of course, but definitely no sex happening or not much of it. I'm not doing anything formal. I'm just doing my house projects. Um, building lots and lots of things. Um, built a bay window bench, built a workbench in the garage for my tools, um, recalled the bathroom, like doing all those things that just take a lot of physical exertion. So that's my, that's my workout, doing house projects and sewing, which is, you know, different muscles. My daughter and I actually started a project um, a few days ago. We're repainting a dresser together. So that's been great because we're outside in the driveway painting together and then everyone's out there, you know, like running and riding their bikes and stuff. So that's been really great. Um, probably going to have to take a break from that, at least for today. But yeah, it's been good. And we've been trying to take walks and stuff, but now that we're definitely at least one person is positive coronavirus, I'm wondering if we should even take walks. Like, um, is that, maybe this sounds stupid, but is that like exposing people? Like if we like walk by someone's house and then they go outside a few minutes later, is that like lingering in the air or... I don't know. I we haven't taken a walk since since we got the positive keep positive kiddo in a mask. Yeah, yeah. Um, we should probably all at least wear masks. But everyone in Harris County is supposed to wear one now when you're outside. Right. So, do you think that like that would be okay for us to go on a walk if we're all wearing masks? I don't know. I just really don't want to chance it. I, I think it's, I mean, we've, we've been playing outside enough and like everyone's been going in the backyard in the driveway. I feel like maybe we'll just keep it at that for a little while. I think part of that science is missing or it's, it's inconclusive at this point. So you don't really know um, because there have been reports that it lives on a certain surface for two days or it lives on this for this long. So it's in the air for 30 minutes. Like it's just, it's, um, there's a lot of um, conflicting information on all of that. So that's, that's the thing is like we, I would take whatever, if somebody says it lives on there for two days, I would take the, the longer amount of time just because if they had something that said that, then uh, that's my, that would be my window, I guess, that I would 
operate by. Um, and also, yesterday, Governor Abbott um, overruled any um, any local ordinances. So it is no longer a requirement in Harris County to wear a mask. Um, it is not a requirement. It is a choice, and you cannot be fined. So any so basically, yesterday he superseded everyone's orders for the entire state of Texas. Well, I won't comment on that, but I think you can see from my facial expression what I think. Um, I wanted to say, um, well, no, I've totally forgotten it. I got hijacked by that. Okay, but Caitlin, you're making masks. Is that true or no? Okay, so and are you selling those off Etsy or is that just people in, what's the situation here? So I'm not actually selling it on any website. I have uh, given out 95 masks so far. Um, and I have a whole bunch more made that I just finished. So Bev, and I've got kid sizes. So Bev, if you need some for the kiddos, I've got the kiddo sizes. Um, also, I have six more I'm mailing out and I think I have 20 adult masks ready to go. And then I've got kids ones cut. So if you need them, all I'm asking is that you cover shipping, which is like four or five bucks um, for however many masks you need. And these have a filter pocket and I have the blue shop towel filters that are sewn and surged um, that can be washed a couple of times. Um, and then they're color coded so that they're red on one side, blue on the other, so that they can even go in the mask the same way at this point. Um, and if you want a fitted design, I have that designer to go, or I have it, I would have to make them, but um, I have elastic or I can make them with ties. So whatever anybody needs, let me know, and all I ask is that shipping's at least covered, because again, I've mailed out so many, it would be a couple hundred dollars just in shipping alone, um, so it's helpful to have that covered. But yeah, let me know what y'all need. I would definitely love some, Caitlin, and I would definitely pay you, because I can't even imagine doing all that work for free. You're, you're an angel. Just send me an address, that's all I need. So send me an address and how many, and um, how many girl, how many boy, that's what I need. And adult versus kid. For people who are listening to this later, Caitlin, is that an offer for them or do you want me to edit this part out? Um, if they can find me, sure. Um, I, uh, you can find me on Facebook at Snowflake Doula um, on Facebook and just uh, message me there. And yes, you can go ahead and order from me. I am not allowing people to choose their fabric. Um, it is fabric I have on hand. So that is the option. Um, I'm not going to allow you to choose which print or anything like that, again, because it's just what I have. And I'm working through like this, um, this material first before I cut into new material because I obviously bought the materials or have the materials for other things or into other intended things. So I'm trying not to just like cut a bunch of, of things that yeah, but I'm also not going to go to the store and get specific patterns. So that's that's my caveat is um, you can pick your style, whether you want fitted um, with a nose bridge or filter pocket with elastic or ties. And then beyond that, I'm not letting people pick patterns. And again, that's one more reason I'm only asking for shipping. Right on. Oh, I know what I wanted to say. There's a really cool meme that shows like if somebody's infected and you have a mask on and like... The 
if the infected person has a mask on, how, what percentage of air, you know, goes back or percentage of getting sick or I don't know, or how protected you are. And then if you guys both have a mask on and all this stuff and that the meme is really cute and cool, but those percentages aren't founded. You can look on Snopes and it's not, you know, somebody made a meme. It's not like those are actual percentages and stuff. So I wanted to throw that out there. And just in general, like if you're sharing information and this group um, has a pretty young median age, but if you're sharing information or a meme on any type of social media platform or quoting it later, like really know what you're talking about. Somebody shared something about how, you know, Trump is like worth, he's got a net worth less than when he did when he became the president, but Obama's went up like $3 million and Jimmy Carter's went up, you know, $9 million or something. And it was like, first of all, such a ridiculous meme. And then second of all, it was made by Snowflake Tears. That was the person who created it. And of the person who posted it, I was like, where did this meme come from? I was like, oh, yeah. I was like, you read this, like, check the validity of this stuff. And like, you can't compare Jimmy um, Carter's net worth from 1977 or whatever, when he became the president or whenever he ran, I guess it was in the fourth grade. So however, what that was, yeah, that was 1981, maybe 82, I don't know, in there somewhere. Like you can't compare his net worth then to what it is now. I mean, you know, this is ridiculous. This whole meme doesn't even make sense. So like when we share information, let's really be conscious of being good um, stewards of information. And, um, you know, and I'm looking at us here in the group and then also anybody who's listening to this podcast later, really check your sources and make sure that you're um, sending information that has validity. So you can check on Snopes or um, Politico, um, Politico fact or fact checker, stuff like that, and really make sure that you're sharing actual factual information. My brother-in-law is good about coming in and saying some like random shit. And like, we have to ask him, is this something, you know, you've come up with yourself or where's the information coming from? And sometimes he knows some like off the wall shit that nobody else knew and he has valid sources. And sometimes I'm like, okay, well, we call that male, man declarative, male declarative um, syndrome where you, a man comes in and declares something. So that way it must be true. It's actually white male declarative sy syndrome. You know, some man has like conjectured this and now it must be true because they have uttered it. So anyway. If you are around people who have male declarative syndrome, one way that you can mitigate it is by checking the facts. Oh, <laughs> WMDSS, <laughs> according to Tony. <laughs> you heard it here first, folks, okay? Um, so we're at 1157. We never really said anything about scar tissue, except that um, I'm a moderator on a bunch of, not a bunch of, but um, Mamad on an abortion support group um, for folks who are navigating that choice for themselves. And then I'm also um, a lurker in a lot of unassisted and um, pregnancy and birth groups. And um, it's interesting when they, somebody was having like a real whack, um, um, like labor pattern. I was like, oh, that really sounds like cervical scar tissue. And did you take plan B or did you do anything? And um, one person jumped in and was like, I've never heard of any of this. And, you know, plan B does this. And surgical, you know, this is a surgery on your cervix by having plan B, and I've never heard of this, and I just didn't even respond, like, I don't care, lady, what you know, and then the person who was talking to me was like, well, this could be this, and then, you know, like, yeah, I had those experiences, and that person jumped in and, like, was like, I don't know anything about this, you know, this isn't true, and then the person was like, well, but if it was true, what would that look like, you know, and so I just chose to respond to the, um, the person who was asking me about it, who was actually the original poster, and because most people don't know shit about cervical scar tissue and they don't know a lot about how 
having scars in general will um, affect your body. Oh, Mary, would you um, be okay sharing um, about how you felt on somebody's spine the other day about scar tissue? Maybe shoot. <laughs> Wait to put you on the spot. No, no, it's okay. I'm just listening to everybody. Um, so I had somebody the other day that uh, came in to get body work, and uh, um, I uh, uh, kind of like run along the spine. Uh, but I was just letting Rowan know that there was the super smooth coming down from like her neck, and then. It was kind of a, like a bunchy fascia, uh, kind of, um, I mean, I hate to use the word garble, but it's kind of like informal. Like, like, it was clear, and then it was scrambled, and then it was clear again. And so I brought it up to the client, and she said that she had had multiple spinal taps as a child, and uh, she didn't think to mention that to me, because she didn't think that it was um, an issue or had a bearing on the way that now, um, even though she had a lot of neck and shoulder and back pain and then uh, issues in the sacrum and pelvis. So uh, it definitely had some kind of bearing in my opinion, but it was just interesting like how sometimes people, um, like they just don't think about it, like in the way that it pulls on something else or affects anything else. So. We got a plan to get that taken care of though, so <laughs> that'll be good. So the idea being that just sometimes where scar tissue lands for you, um, like we don't always know what it affects and it might be, you know, like that we're, it's not on top of our mind and we haven't heard of that before or whatever. And sometimes you get a trained professional and you're like, oh, this is, you know, this is totally what's causing this issue. So I'm explaining it. So. Anyway, I just wanted to throw that out about scar tissue, and um, I think that's about it for today. Um, Bev, uh, let's hope that Maggie can support you a little bit later in the Facebook group, and anybody else who needs support around being positive or having somebody in their family, um, in their intimate family that they live with, having um, COVID and then, you know, possibly being symptomatic themselves. So, okay. And we don't know where this is all going to end, but what I do know is that this group has an investment in each other, and we're just going to keep showing up every week, right? And for those of who are listening later, like, we feel you, and uh, we invite you to join us live if you can, and if you can't, that's okay, too. If you want to shoot us a note, you're welcome to do that by either an email, or you can leave us a message, a voice message on Anchor. So I think that's about it for right now, unless, uh, Taryn, is there anything that you wanted to say? And she might be taking a little nap or something. But No, I'm all good. Just listening okay. over here. Thank okay. you. Okay. Um, all righty, my loves. Well, now we unmute ourselves and we tell each other that we love each other and we'll see you next week. And that's what we're going to do right now. So mute yourself and we'll just say bye, everybody. Bye. Bye, guys. Follow up in the Facebook group if you need more love, okay? Bye-bye. Bye. Are you wanting to join in the conversation but keep missing us live? Then sign up for text reminders at www.preggers.rocks. That's www.preggers.rocks. 
and we'll see you Tuesday at 11 a.m. Central Time. Oh, thank you.